Come on, Skype. My laptop is like really struggling. All right, there we go. Um, Skype has once again told me that legally I need to tell everyone that you are being recorded. (laughs) (laughs) Great, thank you. Yep, that was ideally the goal here. Welcome back to the Fick List. Welcome back. Another thrilling episode. Why is it particularly thrilling, Alon? Well, it's mid-July. The sun's out. We made a friend. (laughs) Finally. Is is it too presumptuous to call you a friend? (laughs) Absolutely not. I love making friends with so many people. It's so great. We have a third voice in the studio today, the Fick List Studios, who you may know from the Tiki Talkie. In fact, you may know them better than you know us <laughs> if you are in the fan fiction realm on the internet because uh they are a very popular creator it is icarus pendragon aka burke aka the light of our lives <laughs> here with us in the ficklist studios today hello but no pressure yeah hello. no pressure <laughs> yeah i'm I, fine i'm great yeah no pressure at all i'm also here i promised our, the inimitable caitlin who is the third member of the ficklist team that i would lead with this Please note that it's all in all caps. I know you're probably recording already. I'm so sorry to bother you, but please tell Burke I say hi and think they're amazing and one of the funniest people on TikTok and she has great taste and fix. 1,000 out of 10, three stars. That's so sweet. I will cry. (laughs) (laughs) Good. We'll be in the same boat. (laughs) Perfect. Um, Yeah. So people have been tagging you in all of our TikToks as we've recently acquired a fair amount of TikTok fame. And I say fame very loosely. Um, but Literiety. you were kind enough to, to sit basically be on board when I was like, hey, <laughs> do you want to be on our podcast? Um, so thank you for that. Uh, yeah. what, what do you do on TikTok, Burke? Give, give the people the spiel. Okay, so essentially, I make a fool of myself on the internet. Um, Great. Yep. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so I talk about fandom and fan fiction, and when it comes to fan fiction, it varies from like explaining the Omegaverse or talking about Sociolex and talking about fandom history and how everything comes from Star Trek. Uh, just any anything fandom related, fandom adjacent, I am on it. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things I really appreciate about appreciate about your content is that you one are super grounded in fandom history which i think often gets forgotten or is easy to forget especially in a tiktok space which is predominantly youth oriented Mm -hmm. but also that you're like i will always give credit where credit is due to the things that came before and talk about sort of the trajectory of how we got to to, you know omegaverse for example yeah (laughs) how did we get here you also just concluded a very exciting and thrilling saga called the Mish Apocalypse 2.0. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm excited about. So, Alan, are you at all familiar with Burke's TikToks? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just I'm just here for I, you. Listen, I? if Aaron says that you were uh, like going to be on the show and that you're a perfect fit, I I trusted that. I won't lie to you. I was binging your TikToks like in the 5 minutes before this recording. I was like, okay, yeah. Okay, that checks out. This is great. And then just to get a vibe. But yeah, no, I'm super excited you're here. And I think that the real reason you've been asked on the show is because Aaron plans to replace me with you. Um, So I'm bracing myself and that'll be great. That is correct. Uh, Thank you for revealing my evil plan. (laughs) (laughs) Burke, I hope you know that that's how this is going to (laughs) go. Surprise. Yeah, you're on a podcast now. Um, 
no um i was wondering because i've seen so the way that tiktok works is like you kind of just get all this jumble of content unless you really specifically go back and go through your like videos chronologically i've, I've seen i keep currently seeing like misha apocalypse like early videos which on my for you page mm. which is hilarious but it means that i think i've probably missed some of your origin story in fandom okay and i was wondering if you remembered like what got you into either fandom specifically or like fan fiction in general like where because we, we've told our origin stories <laughs> both of us are quizilla babes um <laughs> do you remember the first fanfic you read do you remember where it started for you yeah absolutely uh, so i actually just did an interview with unwinnable where i talked about my fandom origin mm-hmm. and essentially it was like i'd always been really gung-ho about the stories that i read much more so than my classmates and so they mm-hmm. really didn't get why that's all i wanted to talk about um And so it was like pretty lonely existence there Mm. for a minute. And I remember I was in like the seventh grade and I was just given unfettered internet access for the first time, which was a mistake on my mother's part, but I'm not going to (laughs) begrudge her for that. (laughs) Um, Thanks mom. Yeah. And I'd I'd been reading the hunger games. This is like when it was at its peak in popularity. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like I made my teachers call me Katniss. I carried a bow and arrow with me to school. It was, yeah. I mean, I was in it. I love this for you. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, it was something. Um, <laughs> and so I was like constantly just picturing different like little scenarios with the characters in my head and thinking like, well, well, what if this happened instead? And what if this happened instead? And the thought occurred to me, I was like, surely other people are doing this too. And so mm-hmm. I literally Googled stories about the Hunger Games and that took me to fanfiction.net. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And I spent all that weekend just like consuming every story that I could find. I didn't know what I was looking at or what I was looking for. I would just like find one and I would click on it and just, I think the first fanfic I ever read was actually a crack fic. <laughs> what a way to start. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I didn't know how the website worked and I didn't have an account. So I literally wrote out all of the um, links on a sheet of notebook paper so that I could go back and check later because it like dawned on me quickly that these were ongoing stories. Um, mm. And then I got to school the next or not the next day, but like, you know, that after that weekend was over and I was like, do you guys know about this is fan fiction thing? Like, it's so incredible and it's so cool. And people were just I was like going off about it and they were like, yeah, you're still weird. <laughs> oh, no. Been there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's why I didn't tell anyone about fan fiction in my life as a child. I truly didn't talk about it until I met Alan. As a full ass adult. (laughs) (laughs) No, but uh, yeah, so I I guess I just missed that memo that like you weren't supposed to talk about fanfic with other people. Um, And so I did that. And then I got on Tumblr and I discovered Super Hulock and I was like, oh, this is cool. Let me watch this Supernatural show. And that was the first time I actually experienced like fandom. Mm. Uh, and you see how that went for me (laughs) (laughs) and here we are people tag you in videos of various and sundry viscous liquids (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm so sorry to bring that up (laughs) it's it's okay it's a part of uh, my brand i think (laughs) at this point well i think it's fair to say that that is like kind of what you're known for is like talking about the things in fandom and fan fiction that other people are perhaps too too squicked out to talk about maybe like uh you know you will answer the question that is asked of you which is like what is this omegaverse thing 
what happens what it what is slick and everybody's like that hey that's brave in my opinion <laughs> genuinely you're doing the lord's work thank you I, I don't know if it's his work but i'm doing someone's work you know <laughs> doing the Touché. work what is your favorite aspect of sort of the fun turn of becoming somebody who is known for that on tiktok like is there a piece of that that you really enjoy like what is what what about it brings you joy to do that Oh, geez. I think just like the community, because that was the big thing that drew me in about fandom in the first place, because I was a very lonely, you know, I haven't always, well, I've always been this cool. It's just people didn't always recognize that I was this cool. Incredible reframing. So good. (laughs) I'm taking notes. (laughs) (laughs) And so I had like a very lonely childhood. I didn't have a lot of friends. Uh, The friends that I did have, I made in fandom spaces because Mm -hmm. they understood, um, And so just having such a huge community of people who understand um, and being regarded as like an expert in something that I was told time and time again didn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like if I could go back and tell my college professors what I'm doing now when they (laughs) were like, you know, I know you want to write your capstone project on fan fiction as accessible storytelling, but like, what if you didn't? Mm. And so if I could go and tell them now and be like, yeah, so that thing you said was useless got me to meet my arch nemesis, Misha Collins, and has <laughs> built a platform of nearly 300,000 people. So like, I know you have a PhD, but I have internet fame. So like, who's the winner here? <laughs> so- I love that for you. Frankly, like also fandom studies is a thing. Like... You, me and Alan started this podcast because we were all so sick of the people being like, fanfic is just this dumb thing that we can make fun of on the internet. Ha ha ha. And we were like, nah, there's actually like, there's a reason people are really into this. And part of it is that access to storytelling. It's like a version of folk storytelling for us that like allows you to move, you know, characters into sort of queerness and other ways of operating that you can kind of reclaim all these narratives that are not we're not originally created for you, maybe, or we're gatekeeped from you. So I think your college professors were wrong. And you. Just, I look forward to the day that you can charge the castle and be like, ha, ha, ha. I'm the professor now. It's what they call me on the internet, you know? <laughs> professor Alpha. Yes. Oh, my oh God. God. I love this. Alan, I feel like I'm monopolizing the conversation with Burke, but it's because I'm really just excited to be here. I Listen, I, I knew this. And I'm happy to just, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to learn. Amazing. Did you have any questions for our guest? Um, you're wearing some really cool One Direction headphones. I'd just like to know what the, what the, <laughs> are you a big One Directioner? <laughs> okay, so recently I have been like, oh yeah, so Harry Styles is cool. Because when I, when One Direction was at its peak, I was very firmly in my I'm not like other girls phase. Mm. And for me, that meant listening exclusively to classical music. Oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I have seen Yo-Yo Ma in concert, but also in September, me and my friend Sarah, who was gracious enough to lend me the One Direction headphones, are going to see Harry Styles in Madison Square Gardens. Congratulations. So much fun. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> I'm very happy for you to go see Harry Styles. I feel like my version of that is me and Caitlin just bought tickets to go see My Chemical Romance in New York, which we're really excited about. <laughs> yeah, I'd be very excited about that, too. Yep. And that's my fanfiction origin story is Bandom of the early two, 2000s, especially emo Bandom. Oh God, I love that. I like I don't think that people ever really think about the just the impact that RPF has had on mm-hmm. fanfiction. Oh, yeah. I mean, like boy bands, especially because I was talking about fanfic with my mom and she was talking about how um, 
in the 80s she had a friend who wrote duran duran fan fiction and like would Whoa. follow yeah would follow them around and just like <laughs> like like sitting at Read a typewriter duran yeah it's like her self-insert duran duran fanfic that she would give <gasps> to the lead singer and i was like the audacity but also congratulations for being so brave i that love is it amazing oh my god i'm picturing what it would take for me to like walk up to really it would be like ryan ross from panic at the disco Absolutely. at the time with fan fiction that i wrote <laughs> and be like here you go i wouldn't have the guts to do it i wouldn't I be able to you. here's what we'll do you give me your fan fiction and then i will personally deliver it thank you you're a good yep. friend i try my best incredible so as is our custom from the one time we've done this before <laughs> we did ask you which uh which tag you would like to to talk through which au because you're a big fan of au's right i am an au girly yes same same these i knew that from tiktok and i was really excited about that <laughs> I set that up intentionally. Um, and you chose dun, da, 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 college AUs. I did. Yay. Why, why college AUs? What do you like about it? Um, gosh, I'd like, so when I was reading them in high school, it was like a great, or what I thought was a glimpse into my future when I got to college. And then when I got to college and I was like, oh, this kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was not adequately prepared by fanfiction.net for the reality of upper education. Yeah, no, listen, I thought that fanfic was going to prepare me for so much stuff when I got older. It absolutely yeah. did not. Yeah, unfortunately, that is how that goes. <laughs> then uh, when I was in college and like reading it, it was like, a you know, like, maybe this isn't working well for me, but for these two people, it's working out great. So Aww. it was just a like a what things could be kind of thing. And I don't know, there's just something so nostalgic about it for me. It just it's like a it's like. The words feel kind of like a sweater that I get to wear on a cold November day. Oh, yes. Cup of tea, coffee, mm. hot liquid. I love you it. are talking to two fall girlies for sure. So I understand <laughs> the vibe that we are setting here. <laughs> I was ecstatic when, when you said you wanted to do College AU because it is one of my favorites. It's like top three. And I we'd already done it. And I... I love any opportunity to talk about more college AUs. Yeah, I was, I think I made a video yesterday where um, it was like, the sound was like, you know, I need to feel something, tell me something that'll piss me off. And uh, mm -hmm. I was like, uh, the thing that would piss me off would be saying that alternate universe is the worst tag. Uh, and then everybody immediately in the comments was like, oh, I hate it. Like, it's so stupid. Like, if I wanted to you know, I was like, this is this is my escapism. And like, I don't want to read about my fantasy characters being baristas or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, that's cool. I do. First of all, you are on the wrong TikTok account. Second of all, like, AU, I, I would argue that AUs kind of are the point of fanfic. I like, would distilled agree. into like a very succinct way of describing it. Because really, all fanfiction is AU. <laughs> yeah, yep. listen, canon sucks and my ideas are better. So, yes. 100%. Agreed. Yes. I mean, we could end the podcast here and just be like, that is our... Thanks for that listening, is our, everyone. <laughs> that is our line in the sand. We are better than canon. <laughs> um, I just... I want to put my favorite characters in a universe that is so alternate to their own. Is that so, like, wrong? Yeah. I know. I, I, I agree. And there's something, like... There's something almost, like, even more humanizing about, like, putting them in, like, everyday scenarios or things that you would do. I think, yeah, it, it makes sense to me. And... I think people need to get over it. If you don't like AUs, don't read them. 
true i am really glad that we get to revisit college and university used to because it was very early on in our process of making this podcast and we kind of didn't have our feet under us yet i don't think in terms of the structure and like how we end up talking about things so i was like yes we get to go back to an au that i i like i don't know that it's my favorite au i think my favorite is forever going to be coffee shop speaking of making your favorite characters baristas um, it's up there it's yeah it's well it's just so quintessential but college and university AU is also extremely quintessential fan fiction to me it's been there since the beginning and maybe because it's a you know vaguely accessible like place to reimagine your characters in like you either have direct experience with college and university or you have enough, enough experience with it through the media you consume that you're like yes i can i can relate to this now i agree and there's so much you can do like in the setting of a college au like I think of things like if you had like rival like gangs or something, put them as like rival football teams or if you know, just give them extracurriculars. There's so many different ways that a college could be used to replug any of your like fan fandom stuff. Yeah, God, I just oh, I love it so much. I'm like vibrating with excitement. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am I'm so glad you chose it. Do we want to dive into the fix? Have we discussed it enough? <laughs> We... Well, I, well, I I have a question. Uh, I kind of want to know, what is it about... I'm going to ask you, Aaron. I feel like you've been asking a lot of questions. Now it's time yes. for you to answer some. Fair. Um, <laughs> oh, what, how the turntables. Indeed. How? What, what is it about College AUs that you like? What do you look for in a good like College AU? I... So I don't know that I go out of my way to read college and university AU, but I'm always thrilled to stumble upon them. And I think just as we were kind of talking about, one of the things that I really love about college AUs is the um, the sort of reimagining of certain like canon story features as like college dub like parallels is so fun. The like rival football team thing, like the enemies to lovers situation is always going to be enjoyable, right? Like, so taking those like canon tensions or canon relationships and reimagining them in a college space is, is to me just like, it's a good time. I've never had a bad time, (laughs) you know? Um, I particularly uh, enjoy anything having to do with theater departments because that was my college experience was a bunch of theater nerds there's a fan fiction in the magicians fandom that i did not send for this podcast (laughs) that is you're welcome a reimagining of quelliot as uh like theater kids and elliot is like the star actor and quelliot is a stage hand and like i eat that shit up you know because like i was a stage hand (laughs) it's fine and yeah i just think the versatility of it is so great and but the relatability of it is super fun and you can do, again, so much with it. You can go really fluffy. You can go really angsty if you want. Like, you oh can get God. deep so into the angst. angst in a college AU. So there's just a lot of avenues that it can go. And it's one of those things that, to me, again, is so quintessentially fanfic that I think every... I feel like every fandom has their sort of, like, their college AU. You know, the one that everybody reads and is like, yes, this is it. This <laughs> yep. is the one. And I love that for us. I do love that for us. I think it's yep. good. There's also so many like, uh, like it'd be like crossover. I'm thinking like roommates, roommate college, college roommate AUs. Oh my god, forget about it. Yep, and they were roommates. And they were oh my roommates. god, they were roommates. <laughs> There's also a quality at college roommates AU now oh that I think god. of it. <laughs> I was like, 
oh no i'm going down the rabbit hole i'm frankly proud of myself that i didn't pick a magician's pick for this me too honestly (laughs) it sounds like you had your your pick of the litter i thought about it but i did it for the last time we did this tag and i decided i couldn't do that to you alan did you was it was the last college AU uh magicians that's hilarious i no longer remember it's to be fair our first season was mostly magician's pick so It's, you know, throw a dart and you pretty much landed on a magician's fic that I sent you. That sounds right. That sounds right. I thought that was season two. I digress. Um, <laughs> yep. So, um, yeah, should we launch into talking about some fics? I think so. For once in our lives, we actually like prepared ahead of this episode for this. So we have an order picked out, which I'm very <laughs> excited about. So for those of us who are, if you're coming from, you know, maybe Burke's TikTok and you don't actually know who the fuck we are, which is fair. Um, oh, true. <laughs> the structure of this podcast <laughs> is that we're like, like, we're like, oh man, should we introduce ourselves? Did we, did we or have our names been said? Oh, no, They're just like, who are these so. two voices talking <laughs> with Burke? Uh, my name's Aaron. And I'm Alan. And we're the Fick List. <laughs> um, we're Party a silly popper. little podcast that uh, we describe ourselves as like a book club, but for fan fiction. So we send each other, or in this case, we sent all three of us, chose a fan fiction to send to the other two. And we get to read them, recap them, preferably quickly, and then discuss <laughs> them, how they fit into fandom. Did we like them? How do they work as a transformative entity? All of that kind of fun stuff. We take it seriously ish (laughs) with a certain amount of like wink wink nudge nudge but certainly not shitting on anything and uh recognizing that we come from a place of sincerely loving and enjoying fan fiction and you know for in my case well over a decade at this point (laughs) Um, same yeah because i think i started reading fan fiction when i was 12 same and i'm pushing 30 oh god so 15 years for me (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. so we're getting there too hard we're getting there so yeah that's that's the structure of this podcast so uh alan or or who you're i think you go first i go first yeah and i'm talking about your fic right correct great thank you you're my rock (laughs) i'm glad we figured that order out yep burke feel free to jump in if you have commentary we love commentary worm so we are reading in this episode from Dearest Alan, a fic called Perfectionism by San Yumi on AO3. Mm-hmm. It is a Song of Achilles fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Which, I mean, it's not a surprise per se, <laughs> I will say, but I'm not mad at it because... Listen, the only reason I sent this to you was because I... Song of Achilles, I think, is my favorite book, and mm-hmm. I've only read it once because it so thoroughly shattered me as a human person that I have not had the ability to go back and read it and i'm trying to gear myself up to go back and reread it but i was like Mm. we'll start with some like we'll start with some fanfic and then we'll go into it i think that's totally fair yeah i gotta be honest i never finished song of achilles because i knew it ended uh sad and i got to like some of the sadder parts towards like the middle and i said i know how this myth ends i'm gonna save myself it's truly a harrowing experience burke but god the, the way madeline miller writes the language the if do yourself a favor read the last page because it is gorgeous incredible yeah i did i'm really bad about reading uh like if i'm gonna i don't want to say dnf because that makes it sound like i didn't enjoy it i did i'm just (laughs) fragile but like if i make the decision to save myself some heartache um and reading something i will go and read the end of it or if i want to like make sure everything turns out okay if things get kind of hairy kind of dicey i I do read the end (laughs) of it 
And if it doesn't turn out well, then I will DNF. Yeah, that's smart. That's self-preservation. I love yeah. it. I feel like you and Alan are on similar wavelengths about things. Kindred and spirits. Then, yeah, here I am being like, give me the suffering. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I am no. a gremlin about that stuff. Give me fluff. Yeah, I'm an angst baby. <laughs> um, so much stronger than I am. I think yeah, I just does. am a little bit of a masochist in that regard. We don't have to unpack that any further. Than that, <laughs> that's not this episode. Yeah, that's for a later date and maybe my next therapy appointment. Um, <laughs> so this fic, by comparison, is quite floofy. I quite enjoyed it from that perspective because it is about art student uh, Pet- Petroclus. Petroclus. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And soccer player Achilles, which is fucking incredible. <laughs> just the premise of this god tier pun intended it's so good (laughs) the summary of this fic and it really does give you a great insight into this fic the summary is fantastic is patroclus stared at his drawing often studying the lines the details finding faults immediately not in the man himself but in the inadequate way patroclus had captured him achilles was like a stream of sunlight through the clouds there one moment and gone the next impossible to capture Pat found himself doodling fiery green eyes on the margins of his notebook during art history class, recalling his stare, the mix of emotions behind it. Each time Patroclus finished, he found they weren't the same, his memory of Achilles fading and details being replaced with glowing fantasies. Having a crush on the subject of your life drawing class probably wasn't very ethical, but Patroclus couldn't tamp tamp it down if he tried. Achilles was too stunning, too invasive. He demanded attention. Pat wondered what Achilles did outside of volunteering for art students, if he was an actual model who posed in front of cameras or strutted on catwalks. Patroclus had to know. So good. It's probably the (laughs) one uh, excerpt summary that I was like, yes, I'm on board. Yeah, it 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 does what it what it set out to do well. It gives you the summary. Yes, it is in the in the fic, but also like it, it it's that. That's what you get. Yep. Berg, there's a running joke on this podcast that we don't care for excerpt summaries. <laughs> That's crazy. I love those. Really? Really? Yeah, the fic that I'm writing right now, that is my summary. It's just an excerpt. It's the first like few lines of what I wrote and I'm like, yeah, that's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think that's fair. Here's my thing. My my thing with excerpt summaries is that sometimes I don't mind them if they if they add like a little or like give me a summary of what it is. Because if it's like, oh, you know, Patroclus woke up on Sunday and thought this is hell and that's it. I'm like, then I have no idea. I don't read the tags famously. That's on me, which I understand. <laughs> but, yep. um, you know, it's my podcast. I get to have an opinion. <laughs> I will say there is a an or slapped uh, in in the summary of mine. So Perfect. I, I love that. They're so fun. It is so fun, and it's such a fan fiction thing to do too. Yeah. Um. So I took notes. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I am. Oh, of course. But my Google Docs. Oh no no no! I'm not signed in on Google. <laughs> oh no! So here we go. We're gonna try this without notes. <laughs> Aaron, this is really unprofessional. I'm so sorry. <laughs> We're gonna do the <laughs> best joking. we can. I. By comparison, Rick, Alan might be famous for not reading the tags. I'm famous for my summaries going on way too long. (laughs) So we're going to try to do this in like as few steps as possible. The story opens in that life drawing class. Like Patroclus shows up late and he realizes there is a gorgeous, beautiful naked man in front of me that I'm going to have to draw. And this is the greatest day of my life. And after class, uh, Achilles uh, and he kind of share this little moment of connection. And Achilles is like, do you want to go get coffee? And it's great. 
it might not happen right away there's a little bit of distance between it but whatever for the purposes the of the summary class, yeah. yeah like eventually achilles asks him out to go get some coffee which is great and it's so clear to the reader that achilles is like i'm into this person <laughs> like, achilles <laughs> is not slick about it at all and so uh Patrick is like okay i guess i'll go to coffee with this person this per- potential friend <laughs> that i have here <laughs> which is hilarious and then uh the um actually pause for a second i am gonna go back to my notes because <laughs> i'm already <laughs> struggling <laughs> you know what that's fair yeah we'll, we'll entertain ourselves great thank you so um are we like a read in one sitting kind of girly or do we uh break it up into days because if it it doesn't matter how long it is if it's a fanfic i'm gonna read it all at once or not at all good for you i i try to like Here's the thing. I'm a slow reader, but a dedicated reader. So, Mm. (laughs) uh, oh my God, what is that phrase? Case in point, dear God. Um, (laughs) Case in point, I didn't go to sleep until like 3.30 last night because I was finishing reading your fanfic. So I was like, we've got to get this done. And it just, it was the only like uninterrupted block of time I had. And we're like, we'll do it. Yep. I am also an all-in-one go uh, girly. I read really fast, which benefits me immensely because i read both of your fics last night between the hours of like 8 p.m and 11 p.m yeah i read both of them yesterday too are are you also a fast reader yeah i am uh i'm so sorry (laughs) if it makes you feel any better just because i read fast doesn't mean that i absorb everything Mm. Mm, a good distinction sometimes i'll be reading real quick and then i'll get like six chapters in and i'll be like why don't i know what's going on (laughs) (laughs) be like oh because i didn't read it (laughs) really there Oh, yeah, I'm really so bad about not looking at all the words in a sentence and just going. <laughs> <laughs> I get the gist, you know? Yeah. Cool. I get where this is going. That's hilarious. All right. S- plot summary take two. Try again. Because <laughs> I actually wrote out numbered bullet points for oh my, my plot. God. And now you I feel like so I need to read this. Of it. Yep. I'm going to read this and it's going to be great. All right. Plot point number one. Achilles is the nude model in Patroclus' life drawing class. We've established this. <laughs> what... <laughs> Point 1A, he is very attractive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, two, they hit it off after class one day, and Achilles invites Patroclus out for coffee. Patroclus is a little oblivious, but there's obvious chemistry. Very sweet. They start texting all the time after this date. Pseudo date goes well. Like, they're clearly hitting it off. They exchange numbers. They start texting. During this texting exchange, Achilles invites Patroclus to one of his soccer games at the other college that he goes to, because they do not go to the same college, they go to different colleges. Mm-hmm. And then he also invites him to a party after, where Patroclus meets all of Achilles' friends. There is a brief scuffle with someone named Agamemnon, <laughs> who's a dick. <laughs> they, yep. they have beef. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's a history there. Uh, Agamemnon says uh, something homophobic to Patroclus, and Achilles immediately goes to punch <laughs> him in the face, which, like, valid, you know? Um, point 6A, we're at point 6. Point 6A is violence is not the answer, but you know what else is also not the answer? Is setting your not boyfriend's <laughs> nose in the bathroom instead of taking him to the hospital because yeah. he broke his nose in the fight. What the fuck, Patroclus? <laughs> I love that part. Oh, uh, man. I was like, I understand that there is a lot of dramatic tension happening here, and this is good for the story. However, go to the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a spicy, Aaron. You need the closeness, the like, here, let me set your... Oh, my God. I love it. Also, if you make a man bloody, I am on board. Like, I think (laughs) men should be bloody more often, actually. Mm. it's We deserve that. As consumers of media, cover them in blood. You're so right. Thank you so much for the title to this episode, too, by the way. (laughs) cover them in blood yes. um i think 
people should get their injuries professionally looked at rather than <laughs> handled in a bathroom with your not boyfriend. <laughs> Just from a, like safety is first perspective, kids. <laughs> um, but that's what happens. Patroclus sets his nose in the bathroom, and again, the chemistry is building here. There is a little brief bit of bang ang- angst angst <laughs> that happens after that where like they don't text for a while like it's truly like a, a hint of hint of angst mm-hmm. and then achilles shows up at the cafe where patroclus works one day uh and everything is back on like donkey kong is what my <laughs> my notes say <laughs> um and they decide that they are going to meet up at patroclus's apartment after his work shift because achilles has not been taping his nose because he didn't get it professionally taken care of <laughs> Patroclus has to go retape his nose, which, on parentheses, I just wrote, why? (laughs) (laughs) They do kiss. It's very cute. They have a moment where they bump noses and Achilles is in a lot of pain, which I was like, yeah, I was waiting for that one. (laughs) It's real sweet. And then from there on out, they're boyfriends and we love them. And that's the summary of this fic. Congratulations, Erin. Those notes were worth waiting for. Thank you. I really, I needed, I've decided that I just need to have notes forever. I love this. Yeah, this is great. This fic was so fucking cute. Wasn't it? <laughs> it was so sweet. Achilles is like so in love with Patroclus, like from the jump. And Patroclus is like has some insecurity issues from high school and whatever. And he's just so oblivious. But like it's it's the trope that's going around of like he uh, Achilles may have fallen first, but Patroclus falls harder and mm-hmm. vice versa. I actually think both of them fall harder. <laughs> and it's really yeah. cute. I will say it's very tonally just from like the structure and the like type of writing different from the previous fic you sent me in this Mm -hmm. it's not as poetic but i still like loved it i had a great time and i still enjoyed myself immensely it just wasn't the same level of sort of poetic as i think the original is and the fic that we talked about in a previous season was mimicking or embodying so Mm -hmm. it was kind of nice to have something that was i guess I, I hate to say normal because that p- conveys a connotation that I don't mean, but more like prosaic text. I really enjoyed it. Um, it made it more accessible to somebody who doesn't know any of the background. I still mm-hmm. came to it and really enjoyed the dynamics and I got the sense of the dynamics from them um, in a way that was really accessible. So, and I, Yeah. And I would say that that was one of the biggest reasons that I went with this fic was I thought that the, that the characterization and the particularly like the relationships between them were done so well uh like from book to to fanfic like the adaptation was so faithful like achilles being ready to like hurt someone that like said something bad about baby patroclus is so in line with what he would do and like there's this concept where uh patroclus and achilles are talking about why achilles like play soccer and whether he wants to keep doing that and achilles is like well i'm good at it so i'll do it and Patroclus says, oh, so you just, you know, you like being, like, seen. You like the attention. But he, there's also, like, Achilles is kind of socially anxious, so he likes the attention, but don't talk to him. Which is very in line with what he is in the book. Like, he he's good at fighting. He knows that he is, like, made to kill, but also has no, like, actual desire to do it other than for the reason that he's good. And uh, it was, I felt like the relationships were done really well has put their glasses on i feel like we mean business now oh my god shit just got serious <laughs> shit got real brick did you enjoy this fic so much yeah uh it was god, just like the writing of it was so beautiful and it felt so flowy and i like how there wasn't like any build-up like to the beginning like it felt mm-hmm. like the story started as soon as i started reading it and sometimes you read things and it's like yeah you got to take a couple of chapters to get into it and to get established and like 
it's not necessarily getting thrown into the action, mm-hmm. but it's like being plopped down in the middle of it and just being able to run with it and understand. And I think that takes a really special kind of uh, writer to be able to do that so effectively, uh, especially when you don't have a super great handle on the uh, source material, mm-hmm. like for the reader. Um, and it was just incredible. It was so cute. Uh, had to be giggling, you know. Nice. Had to take a couple of laps around the house. <laughs> yeah, Kicking my little feeties, you know. It was, oh, it was good. <laughs> I love that for us all. Can we also talk um, about, like, I don't want to say I should get, like, extra credit. But, you know, if it's... <laughs> I did get, also squeeze in, like, a sports AU, a cafe AU. You uh, did. Artist, artist AU. AU yeah. yeah. You got it. That's another thing I really appreciated. I was like, I was trying to think of like, what do I think about when I think college? Or like, what do I like to read in like a college AU? And it's like a variety of things. It's like being like the cafe, you know, where they all Mm -hmm. hang out or like the second job and like going to classes, but also the sporting event, Uh, the the house party. It had everything. It ticked it It off. It ticked boxes for me. You can win this episode, Alan. That's okay. Well, I mean, let's <laughs> we wait haven't until gotten we, through the rest yeah, yet. But, <laughs> we've got two more, um, but I feel like I, I, a strong contender. Yeah, I think this was really, really great, and it does it does check a lot of boxes. There's a really great barista moment, mm-hmm. which, as established, is great for me. <laughs> I'm happy as a clam. But yeah, there's all kinds of fun, fun stuff wrapped all into a very quick read to be fair it's pretty it's six chapters but it's not a very high word count so it go it was a quick and enjoyable read too which i think that has really been our vibe for the last like season and a half we keep sending each us each other stuff that is uh pretty quick to get through because i just don't (laughs) think we have it in us to like really commit to long stuff which is a hilarious bit of foreshadowing because we do have a guest episode planned in the near not too distant future with another person who has already said you're gonna read a like two hundred thousand word epic yeah (laughs) Like, why would you do this to us? Well, here's the I thing: is those. we've been we've been doing short ones to save up to do the epic, right? But yeah, so I really appreciated that this had such a smooth. It was so smooth to read, and it was so enjoyable to read that it went by quickly, and just was so great. I had a grand old time. Nice, Burke. I feel like Aaron's like really nice when you're here, so I think you might just have to be a regular <laughs> on the show. We can arrange that. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Love that. Great. You're welcome back anytime, to be fair. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so the joke of this podcast, too, is that we do rate our fix on a scale of one to five, but the ratings are meaningless. <laughs> like, there's no rubric. It's truly just how we're feeling in the moment. Are we hungry at the time? <laughs> It'll change tomorrow. Anger. Yeah. So it's like, it's a silly thing. Like, you should not take it as word of law. But I would easily give this like a 4.5. It was so good. It was so yes. fun. Yes. Yeah. That is so high for Aaron. I love it. It is. That's yep. a normal person five. I'll take it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was about to say, that, that pick was a five for me. Yes! Yes! Like, you know, I, I don't want to say, like, I hand out, like, five stars like nobody's business, but if I enjoyed something marginally, I'm like, yep, five stars. I'm going to recommend it to everyone. I love it. That's a great way to live. Yep. Yeah, but this this was, like, a true five stars, you know? Like, I... There was nothing I read in that fic where I was like, oh, what if they tweaked it just a little bit? You know, like, oh, this was nice, but it'd be better if they did like X, Y, Z. No such thing. It was perfect. And um, it, it was perfect. That's all I have to say. Oh, yes. Whew. Well, this was lovely. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> I think I can retire. <laughs> I was like, I've gotten my validation. I can leave now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Incredible. Um, yeah. So that's one down. Two to go. Let's go. Oh We're God. doing remarkably well on time. <laughs> Just pointing. Don't that you out. jinx it. Well, yeah. Well, hang on. <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> okay. Who's up next? It must be Burke. Uh, yes, it is Burke. 
I believe so. I am opening up the fic on my phone, which is it's one of 264 fanfic tabs open on my phone. Yes. <laughs> Burke, no. <laughs> Close your tabs. No, because the fic won't be there anymore. You think I use the bookmark, bookmark feature? <laughs> oh, Burke. <laughs> As someone who also doesn't use the bookmark feature, I can't knock you, but... Like... No. Well, first of all, you can probably find all of your preview, all of it in history. Do you, if you have an AO3 account, you can find it in history, which is helpful. Um, but bookmarks are so useful. Time. Stop it, Alan. <laughs> AO3 is there for you and your needs. Let it help you. <laughs> do, do, does anything about me say that I am organized in any capacity? <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to answer I know, that question. I know the bookmarks are useful and I see like people sort their, you know, fixing a different bookmarks or they'll like say things in the tags of them. Categories. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I've had an AO3 since July of 2013 and I have 22 bookmarks. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. We have entirely opposite experiences because mine I got in Mar- like the January of 2014 and have approaching 4,000 bookmarks. <laughs> How Aaron finds anything in that. Uh-huh. And a good library. number of those have been deleted over time. <gasps> like I oh. know for a fact that there are a bunch that are gone because I go to look for them and they're not there. So it was more than that at one point. <laughs> I don't know. If, if I can't see something, then it doesn't exist and I forget about it. So that's why I have to have 260 plus tabs <laughs> open on my phone. I mean, I don't see all of them, but I'm aware of their existence a little bit more. I have the I'm object fair. permanent skills of a doorknob. <laughs> I'm like an infant. If you take the thick away from in front of my face, I will forget about it. <laughs> it's gone. It never existed. No, it never did. And never will again. Oh, my God. I love you. You're great. <laughs> I'm glad I f- could facilitate this new friendship. Yeah, let's get ice cream after this. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love that. <sighs> love okay. That. <laughs> you can come to Aaron. Thanks. I'm lactose intolerant, but I appreciate it anyway. I mean, oh, me well. too, but like that's not going to stop me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring the lactate. It'll be fine. Yes. Heroes. Look, God couldn't stop me, and neither could my daddy. Think a little dairy's gonna stop me in my tracks? <laughs> Good God. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay, man. So I did, uh, you know, as aforementioned, I'm not really an organized kind of gal. So <laughs> we're just gonna be going off the top of my head, which is how yeah. I do most things. So, um, yeah. The the fic that was sent to me was uh, called Bad Idea. It was a Stranger Things fic, which I have read Stranger Things fic before. Um, mm-hmm. I used to write it, too. Oh. That's been a couple of years now, though. Um, and I don't think it's going to get picked back up. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I'll just read. I'll go and read the backlog. It'll be fine. Yeah, it's not like I'm going to fake my death again. Um, <laughs> she's still going to stay up. Uh, but I haven't seen the new season so these two characters, which would be Chrissy Cunningham and Eddie Munson, I have heard whisperings about just through the fandom grapevine, mm-hmm. but I don't know who they are. So this was very much like a just reading a short story for me, which I can appreciate mm. a whole bunch. I should ask then before we start, how much information about the new season do you want me to share? <laughs> uh, I've already Googled how it ended. <laughs> oh, <Okay>. perfect. <laughs> Fantastic. Me too. <laughs> Great. So spoilers abound. Yeah, I like I don't like surprises. So I will ruin the ending of something for myself just to make sure that, you know, nothing you know, is like a brick to the face. <laughs> Delightful. Right, so the summary for this fic is uh, she blinks, the cool air hitting her face. She didn't even notice she was walking out of the club, pushing past people until she could finally breathe again. Which, you know, grabbed me by the metaphorical tie and started yanking <laughs> me along. I was very excited to see who this was about and where it was going. Uh in the notes, it just says one word prompt discotheque, which using the word discotheque, 
You've already piqued my interest yet again. Agreed. Yes. Such a fun word. Yeah. But yeah, it was uh, two chapters. The summary is this uh, Chrissy Cunningham character who I don't know about from canon, but do know about from this uh, fic is, you know, like golden girl, girl next door kind of thing. Uh, and she is miserable in that existence and goes to club discotheque uh meets this eddie munson character who yet again i don't know from canon but do know <laughs> from this fic and he's like the forbidden fruit mm. he's a badass he's got the yeah. the um, like the leather clothes and just that questionable everything so like the antithesis of what chrissy is uh and they kind of hit it boy. off yeah. yeah he's a bad boy she's a good girl and uh yeah it was like a five seconds of summer song they hit it off <laughs> Yeah, it was there. It's a pretty short fix. So it's two chapters uh, and just shy of 5000 words. Mm-hmm. And the amount of story and just like exposition that was fit into these less than 5000 words was really, really impressive to me. And I like the challenge that writing, you know, these like kind of almost one shots presents um, mm-hmm. or just like these ficlets, because it's really interesting to see what authors think are important details to the reader. Uh And, like, what they can, I don't want to say skimp out on, but, like, what is, you know, what an author assumes a a reader is just already going to know so they don't have to include it in the fic. But I really enjoyed this one. Um, I didn't know exactly what was going on, just as I don't know these characters. But looking at them as, like, their own fully fleshed out characters of this author's mind was pretty cool. I enjoyed it a lot. Don't know if it's going to encourage me to go and watch season four any sooner because uh, <laughs> I'm I'm balls deep in my supernatural hyperfixation. Nice. I don't know if I'm ever going to get released from that anytime soon. I think that's really valid of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this, this was neat. And I thought it was a really interesting take on the college AU as the college AU aspect of it is that they are college aged college students living in a college town. But that's it. Yep. Like all mm-hmm. of the action happens outside of the classroom and it doesn't even really get mentioned, but I think it was neat. Like the, I don't know, just the dual perspective, the two chapters. I don't know. It's just, I genuinely enjoyed it. It was refreshing. <laughs> I was <Nice>. very nervous. <laughs> I was like, I got to impress Burke. I got to do this. I got to make sure I pick a good, a good pick. <laughs> and you did. <gasps> Thank you. Well done. <laughs> I've gotten my validation for the day. I can leave now. <laughs> I so speaking of hyperfixations, I have cycled through a couple of them recently, but now I am ooh, deep in love with Eddie Munson from Stranger Things, which makes perfect sense for me. It so tracks, but yeah, I'm actually more of a Steve and Eddie shipper than Eddie and Chrissy. But when I googled college AUs or when I put in college AUs into AO3 in Stranger Things, this one came up, and I was like, "Yep, this is it. This is the one." So. I was willing to abandon my ship and, <laughs> and take a ride in a, a different dinghy for a bit. <laughs> so, Not the dinghy. <laughs> so, yeah, I fucking love Eddie Munson. Um, and I'm upset <laughs> at his fate. <laughs> and so I feel like we just had a lot of missed potential. And Alan will attest to this, that like, but missed potential is my middle name in terms of like what ships grab me. <laughs> yup. I'm the one who's always like, mm, they fucked up. Let let me fix it. <laughs> so, yeah, I went from really quelly it to like every other missed opportunity fic, uh, ship in on, in the internet. So um, I'm so glad that you enjoyed this. I had such a great time reading this one. 
and yeah it does have a lot of story for being so short mm-hmm. alan did you did you watch stranger things at all i didn't ask <laughs> you before this time i just dropped it in your lap oh yeah that's okay here's the, here's how i work burke um is that uh i'm the person that doesn't watch anything so <laughs> i go into fan fiction blind sometimes i'll i'll do some research i'll look at i'll go to the wiki i'll try to figure out a character's like backstory and i did that for this because i was like there's two characters i knew eddie munson uh you know it's hard to miss eddie munson on social media i was like okay yeah. <laughs> I i've got an idea of who eddie munson is who the fuck is christy cunningham yeah. looked her up read her fucking like wiki entry and all i've got to ask is stranger things fans are you okay because <laughs> no. holy shit that is uh what happens to that poor girl is horrifying um, it is bleak spoilies. um but yeah and so then i went from reading that to this and i was like okay so i really liked this i liked the like what burke was talking about is like it feels more like a short story than like fanfic like really like it's just there's there was such a great like atmosphere about it. And it's like, so in like the universe that they built was wonderful. And I liked also too, that it, it was a college AU that w- wasn't necessarily in college. Not, ne- not really because I like the college AU vibes, but I liked that it kind of talks about like the weird transition going from like being a, a high schooler and knowing, feeling like, you know what you want to do with your life feeling like, Oh, I've got my life set as a senior in high school. Like, I'm 18, I'm an adult, I, I know how my life is going to go, and then coming into college and kind of realizing, oh, life doesn't work that way, and kind of having to uh, grapple with the reality of that, which I think that this fic uh, addresses really well uh, in the character of Chrissy. I felt so sad for Chrissy the whole time. <laughs> like, the first whole chapter was was from Chrissy's point of view and was just her being like, I am miserable <laughs> a lot in every aspect of my life. And I was like, girl, get out of there. Like, Damn, did she live like this? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> she's talking about how she, like, she knows her boyfriend, like, is cheating on her and she's at the club with her boyfriend and her boyfriend's trying to feel her up. And then she's like, no. And he goes off to find someone else. I was like, Chrissy... You don't got to take this girl. Know your worth. Pick your head up queen. Your crown is falling. Exactly. This is is an anti-Jason Carver uh, account over here. Because, like, wow, fuck that boy. Her boyfriend in canon is equally as garbage, if not worse. Oh, no. That's awful. he's a dick. He leads basically the satanic panic brigade trying to hunt down Munson for shit he didn't do. Classic. Yeah. And he's also, like, people are really like the online discourse about this is like wild to me but he's like so clearly racist against lucas Mm. and it is like it's again with like the billy hargrove thing where it's just like people are not picking up what the duffers are putting down like it is clearly racially motivated how he treats lucas and it's rough so yeah fuck jason carver (laughs) fuck jason carver yeah i i thoroughly enjoyed this um yeah, I was, I don't, here's the thing. I don't think that I was necessarily in the right headspace when I started reading this. And so I was like, really bummed <laughs> by the end of the first chapter. I was like, oh my God, I need to run away. I need to, I need to start over. <laughs> I need to change. <laughs> but yeah, I loved the whole like lost souls kind of finding each other aspect of it. It was wonderful. The second chapter <laughs> was really endearing. It was from, so the second chapter is told from Eddie's uh, point of view um the morning after he and Chrissy have you know hooked up um or shared their first night together and it's them trying to figure out what now where do we go from here and Chrissy's pretty like sure that she wants to take that leap with Eddie and Eddie's Eddie is scared because he's mm-hmm. like well no there's no way that she would ever and 
relatable you know i feel like that's a very human thing that everyone goes through at one point um but i love that it worked out for them and the the literal like the last paragraph is them like is perfect in my opinion it's talking about oh at one point like chrissy says oh i want to i want to stay in your bed forever and then he's like ah, i can't do that um and the last paragraph starts with she does not in fact stay in his bed forever but she comes over often and he visits her in her dorm room and it just goes on like you get your little epilogue moment in such a cute and like organic way it was lovely i'm so glad you enjoyed it it was cute it like made me like shake my phone a little bit you know like when you see yeah. something cute and you want to hurt it oh absolutely or scream into the void yeah yeah so real Uh, that's how i feel watching these the two actors like play out the scenes that they have together early on in season four because they Mm. do interact and it is what the duffers have said is that they filmed later like later scenes before they filmed their like interactions earlier on so the order of it was backwards and they were like Mm -hmm. if we had done it in order we would have changed the storyline because they had such incredible chemistry that Mm. we kind of regret that they didn't get more time together Uh. and that is so true like they were so cute and their dynamic was so intriguing just from the like five minutes they had on screen together and to be fair like what happens to Chrissy is horrifying and she is sort of the first victim so and Eddie witnesses it and it's awful and so it's a deeply traumatizing next few steps for them um so I think that's why I really gravitated towards this fic because it really it takes all of the bad things and kind of fixes it (laughs) (laughs) yep yep well done yep Burke if you had to give this a rating one to five what would it be? It's going to be five. Yes. Of I'm a simple adult. girl. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, how do you feel about it? Um, I would give it a four. Oh, rude. <laughs> I, <guess. laughs> I was, <laughs> that was, listen, listen, I was, I was sad a lot. Okay. <laughs> That's not the right, fanfic's fine. fault. <laughs> you, all right. It lost a point for being sad. Fine, fair, whatever. <laughs> and where was the college? Oh, yeah. I also really didn't. I, again, kind of skirted the assignment. I was wondering if you were going to bring that up. Well, I was I like I I hadn't I was going to. But you're lucky that Burke talked first because Burke brought up the like, oh, I like the I like the idea that, you know, it was them college days, but not, not necessarily in college. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that is a really interesting dynamic to kind of explore. So they gave you a perfect out. So I will, not, <laughs> you know. Um, but Great. yeah, I was going to give Burke. you grief for that. But let's not make this a habit, Aaron. Two episodes in a Too row? Late. Hey, this one at least has the tag. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> this one, you, yeah, this one is, it's in there. Yep. Last episode, it didn't even have the tag or the phrase in the summary. No, and you fully about. just like said, fuck you <laughs> and chose something else. It, hey, you know. If it works. Yeah, we got through it. It's all it's good. true. I'm just glad y'all didn't hate it. I love this fic. It was so good. I reread it a lot. Oh, good. I'm glad. I think this is also to give more like clarity on my rating. I think this is maybe a fic that would resonate more with me, at least if I if I knew the characters, if I had seen them, like if I had seen the dynamics between them and really felt the like missed opportunity of it. But because yeah. I didn't and I only read what happens to poor Chrissy, I was like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Fair. That was it. Woo-hoo. I'm done. <laughs> well done. And with that, dear listeners, we get to talk about the true star of the show. <laughs> what we all came here for, really. That's like, true. We know. Yep. 
Burke's fic choice. You can't see me, but I am wailing with excitement. It is amazing. And Alan bravely stepped up to the plate to uh, recap this particular fan fiction. I I salute you, friend, because I was not prepared <laughs> to do Thank it. Thank you. Thank you kindly. Um, I have I have not taken up taking notes. Uh, as, <laughs> as I mentioned earlier on this episode, I was reading this at three in the morning. So <laughs> there was no time for notes, only feelings. Um <laughs> so here we go buckle in everyone let's see how this one goes this the fic that burke sent us is called and this your living kiss uh it's on archive of our own and it's written by opal underscore bullets it is a supernatural uh castiel uh and dean winchester fic and the summary reads only a very few people in the world know that the celebrated and reclusive poet Jack Allen is just Kansas mechanic Dean Winchester, a high school dropout with a few bucks to his name. Not that it matters anymore. His life has left him so wrung out he never wants to pick up another pen. Until, that is, a string of coincidences leads Dean to auditing a poetry course with one Dr. Castiel Novak. The professor is wildly intelligent, devastatingly handsome, and just so happens to be academia's foremost expert on the poetry of Jack Allen. Yeah, that's a great that's a great summary that it's is so good oh my god yeah I, yes that was a great summary i was in first of all let me start by saying burke congratulations i read that it was like a poetry like professor i was like i was in i was excited yeah, um, yeah i don't know how you picked the perfect fan fiction for alan but you did <laughs> you really really did i was like oh my gosh this is the preface to say i have not seen supernatural I know no other characters other than Sam, Dean, and Castiel. So I, I, I thought so too. <laughs> I did I did look up like um I did look up Missouri because I was curious on the wiki and then there might have been someone else, but I it wasn't relevant. I was just curious. So that being said, I don't know how all of it fits into the can- fandom. Uh candom can the <laughs> battle. I'm gonna call it candom now from from now on. It is candon. Yep. <laughs> um great so this fic starts in kansas with dean kind of having a reckoning with realizing he's not he's not living for anything he's a mechanic doesn't write anymore his family is far away and he he comes across a copy of howl's um i don't know how to say this word facsimile facsimile Um, no clue but basically is a like a, a version of Howell with all of the like manuscript like notes, all of the different edits. And so he, he has this realization that poetry is like a craft and not just something that he's that someone is supposed to be naturally good at. And he had this teacher back in high school, summer high school, summer school, which was Missouri, who, you know, really nurtured his talent and like was trying to get him to go and pursue that. But because he was taking care of his father for different reasons or Dean was just adamant that he was not made for that world. He didn't pursue it. But now at the the beginning of the fic, he realizes he has no, nothing to live for. No reason for being goes, decides to take up Sam's uh, offer to go live with him and his uh, partner, Eileen and their adopted son, Jack. And, take care of Jack for a few days uh, like the week to help offset daycare costs and so forth. So he moves over there uh, to that town and he knows that it's within driving distance of the college uh, university that Missouri is currently tenured at. So he moves, goes, visits Missouri and says, you know, I am, I would be interested in kind of 
learning more and kind of realizing that there is a process, but I don't know where to start. Would you help me? And Missouri says, yes, absolutely. Overjoyed. Uh, Jack Allen has not written in a few years, not since what we know is Dean's father's passing. So it's been a second for Dean slash Jack Allen. And Missouri's suggestion is that he take a, he audit a class uh, with a different professor just to kind of get into the uh, space where he can have, you know, discussions and conversations with other people who are studying uh, poetry and who else is the professor, but one Castiel. And of course there's that, like they meet and there's instant, like, Oh my God, that person is attractive, which is spicy. And I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) And then from there, Dean is kind of, I I wouldn't say he's floundering, but there's very clearly like at this particular college, there is a, all of the students come from more of like an affluent background or they come from a place where they, they've never really known hardship. And Dean, not only having come from hardship, but also having, you know, being much older, having lived life uh, is kind of feeling out of place. And he's like, I'm not sure that this is for me. Um, he befriends Kevin Tran. Uh, that's the other person I looked up because I was like, this is going to be important. Kind of, but not, not super <laughs> in the fic at least. And uh, yeah, he's, he starts to realize all that poetry doesn't necessarily have to mean what he always thought it was. And we get, oh my God, we get this like really good flashback to his summer school experience and how he went from being like devil may care and like, oh, I, I don't really like, he was very focused on helping his brother succeed and like helping uh, the singers who were the, their, for all intents and purposes, like adoptive family and foster family when they were growing up he never cared about school and then he has this one summer school session for, with for english where he meets missouri and also meets charlie who i would die for i don't know <laughs> this person uh, i've never seen like a face i didn't see a character but man i loved charlie with all of my heart and the oh it was wonderful getting to see how dean started to connect um they were reading jack kerouac in the English class and on the road was his mom's favorite book and he lost his mom. And so this was like a really like painful, but like really cathartic experience for him. And he started to realize, you know, there's a world in literature that can open up things that can make life change. And he gets into poetry, gets into Allen Ginsberg. Oh my God. There's a beautiful moment where he's like reading Howl and the collection of those poems and comes across, God, I don't remember what the name of the poem is, but it's one where he talks about where Allen Ginsberg is talking about being in bed with another man. And like Mm -hmm. Dean comes to realize that that's something that he would also like. And he's like, I've never had that experience where like they talk about a man and on man relationship with like such warmth and like love. And he's like, I want to feel that because from his perspective, all it has ever been has been like sleazy and like, you know, the kind of portrayal of uh, queer people in the media and all of that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of reckoning and like reading of poetry that happens in the story. He and Castile get closer just because Castile also is friends with Missouri. And so they meet at like dinner parties at Missouri's and like they meet the extended family. They meet uh, Jody and Donna and their daughters as well. And it was such a lovely like found family. Oh, heartwarming moment. And also I feel like happened pretty late into the fic. Uh, we were finally seeing that Castiel's favorite poet is Jack Allen. And so now there's this extra, uh, like, 
layer where Dean wants to pursue something, but also doesn't want to ruin Castile's image of who Jack Gallen is. And that kind of takes up the last few chapters of the, of the fic. Um, there's a part in the middle that is absolutely like heart wrenching where um, Castile is teaching a, a unit on depression era poetry, I think. And they read a poem uh, by Theodore Rothka uh, called My Papa's Waltz. And it's kind of ambiguous in that it talks about like his father beating him or like it, people are the first interpretation that a student has is like, oh, I really like that. It was like this wild, like energy and like they, they dance in the kitchen kind of a vibe. And other people are like, I think that's supposed to be a metaphor for beating his child. And then other people, then there's just this discussion about whether, you know, did he actually beat his child, etc. And then they read a second poem called, those Winter Sundays, this one's by Robert Hayden, and it talks about how much a father is, like, basically sacrificing or how hard a father is working to give their child the best opportunity to, like, live, and how those two kind of interplay, and so a lot of people are like, well, a father can't love their child if they beat them, like, those are not two things, it talks about it in very absolute terms, and Dean is having kind of a reckoning of, like, I did hate my father. I did resent my father a lot, but I also loved him. And there's this beautiful moment with him and Sam talking on the back patio of Sam's house where they kind of parse out their feelings for their late father and what that means for them. And, oh, I was literally, I was sobbing, just like pure racking, like ugly sobbing. I, I was blowing into tissues. It was so cathartic. I loved it. And the fic ends with Castile and Dean finally getting together after Dean um, realizes. So they, they're kind of like coming together. They're going on like tiny dates, but not calling them dates. Like they're hanging, they're seeing more of each other, I think is like the quote. And Dean is very scared of getting closer without telling Cass the truth. And so eventually the fic ends with him telling Cass and kind of Cass being like, yeah, this is fine. Let's make out. <laughs> but in a much more romantic and you know life affirming way than what I'm giving you. Yeah, it I loved this fic. It was it was wonderful. I I loved how the author like really was so good at like uh portraying like the landscape of the college and like talking about the chapel and the hills and the chairs and like the weather. Like I I ugh it was wonderful. It put me right in like in there with them. Not only like so those poems that I just mentioned like are in full in on in this fic, but also like gives you excerpts of other poetry and like poetry from Jack Allen that is I don't know where it comes from, if it's like real poetry or if the author themselves wrote it, but I loved getting all of those different like tastes, those little nuggets of poetry and like I I used to compete in forensics in high school, like speech and forensics, um, and I always had a really good proclivity for poetry for some reason. Mm. Uh, so this was like, I I, it, I got to flex muscles I hadn't gotten to flex in a second. I was like, oh my god, I loved it, and the thought process of like an artist having to like Dean's like if I had to put it boil all down like Dean is trying to grapple with the fact that he thinks that an artist needs to suffer for their art or like uh that a certain amount like an artist can't ever be happy and he's not sure that he wants that and kind of seeing his journey through it and figuring out like you can life is a balance you know it doesn't have to be one or the other was really beautiful to me I thought that the fic addressed a lot of nuance in a really beautiful way wow 
<laughs> How do you even like follow up with that? That was so well done, Alan. <laughs> oh, thank you. I felt like I stumbled the entire way, so that's no, good. If if you were stumbling, then I'm usually I'm just a corpse in the corner somewhere because <laughs> that was so good. Um, before we let Burke go <laughs> deep into their joy of this, I also really, really, really love this fic, and I have zero knowledge of supernatural. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've always been really intimidated by Supernatural, and I will be very honest with you. Like, when we do this podcast, we kind of intentionally stayed away from Supernatural fanfic. One, because we don't, neither of us know enough about it to speak about it with any sense of authority or knowledge. And I feel like one of us has to know the thing, right? Otherwise, it's like, uh, even if it's just sort of like a balance, like, even if Alan knows nothing about what I'm talking about, or if he sends me a Naruto fic, and I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Then, like, (laughs) there's a balance there that works out. In this case, neither of us know enough to speak with any authority, and the fandom, rightfully so, is extremely protective, especially of Dean and Cass. And so that's not a hornet's nest I particularly wanted to kick, (laughs) and didn't intend to, like, would never want to. So I feel like I love that you sent us Supernatural fic, and anticipated as such. (laughs) I had a pretty solid guess that that's how that was going to go. And that we can have basically a fandom expert or close to a fandom expert or just a, a fan in general in the room to give us the perspective that we so desperately need to talk about this with any sense of validity. I'm so grateful. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I loved this. Vic. I, I do kind of feel bad that like we have cut ourselves off from the supernatural fandom in that regard because clearly there's some really, really rich... Out there to yeah, that was my se- that was my first thought as soon as I finished. I was like, "Fuck, yep. <laughs> how much more are we world. missing out on?" Yeah, Damn it. yeah, it was so good. I loved every minute of it. I had such a great time. Park, <laughs> <laughs> are you hanging? Are you hanging in there? You okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm giddy. This is really good for me. Fantastic. Oh gosh. <laughs> so why'd you send us this pic? What do you love about it? <laughs> there you go. Here's your opening. So it's like a, a more. It's like a less traditional take on a college AU because it's still very much a college AU, but it's not college aged students. It is, mm-hmm. you know, fully fledged adults with jobs and lives and, and what have you. Not to say the college students aren't, but like this is a very non traditional kind of college setting. Um and also just the uh professor slash student trope without being like a gross imbalance of power. I thought that was a really good representation of it. And uh just the fact that Dean is, if you make, if you make any character anywhere ever a writer, you have me sold. (laughs) Dean Winchester, my baby girl, you have me sold. (laughs) And uh, making Cass a professor was so genius. Uh, And of course you guys don't have the the canon to go off of, but this is such a true representation of both of these characters and like the best parts about them and also the worst parts about them. Like, if you look at the tags on that fic, one of them is John Winchester's A-plus parenting, and that mm. is so apparent in this fic. And um, there's also, like, Dean just has incredible self-worth issues, and you see these time and time again in canon, mm-hmm. and it never really gets resolved in canon. But, like, from the, the very first moment that Dean and Cass interact in uh, season four, episode one, Lazarus Rising. <gasps> oh my that's, God. That's oh. the name of the, Oh, yep. oh my yep. God. yeah. Kill me. A puzzle piece just Kill clicked me. into place for me. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, it's like the last three minutes of, of that episode. And so in the beginning of that episode, Dean literally claws his way out of hell. Uh, and he has been there for four months. And so like, there's oh. all that Lazarus symbolism there. And, we meet Cass who just literally like 
busts into into the scene. It's like one of the best character introductions ever, I think. But Cass is just telling him, you know, like, um, an angel of the Lord, I'm the one that gripped you tight and raised you from perdition. Like, you know, uh, Indian is grappling. He was like, why did I get saved? What did I do? Like, I'm just some guy. And Cass literally looks at him dead in his eyes and goes, you don't think you deserve this, do you? Like, you don't Ooh. think you deserve to be saved? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and so, like, from the very first moment that those two interact, it is Cass telling Dean of his worth and Dean just not believing him. And that carries on throughout the entirety of the show. And so to see it, like, in this fic and then to see it, like, come to fruition and, like, Dean understand his his worth, his inherent worth. Incredible. Oh, oh my gosh. Incredible. Just rip my heart out in the marketplace, Burke. Why don't you? <laughs> and then, like, what, what you were saying about the idea that artists have to suffer for their art, something I've been thinking about. I actually have a screenshot of that passage that I had already just from previous reads of it. And just Cass saying this idea that poets and other artists should self-destruct for our amusement is rotten romanticism. There is nothing noble or romantic about that kind of darkness and struggle. There is honesty to be found there and a commonality to be found in our own struggles. But no one, artist or not, deserves to be put on display as if he were art himself. The idea that someone isn't a true artist unless they suffer horribly is a terrible lie society tells itself. Wow. Chills. Yeah, no. Oh. So good. Do you know what comes up for me in that conversation too? Is like as much as that applies for artists, I feel like that also is speaking to the queer experience in mm. a very deep and profound way. Because I feel like there's this really to use to use the thick phrasing, rotten presumption that you are only queer if you suffer is so painful to the community writ large. And the idea that you must experience queer phobia in some ways to be a valid queer like ooh, the intersection of that i think queerness in this fic is remarkably deep and so well done without being something that is overtly named i guess like it's it's very very core to who they are as people even if there isn't ever really like a big coming out moment there isn't necessarily those there are a couple of moments where like Dean questions if Cass is queer and then has a moment of like, oh, yes, he is great. (laughs) (laughs) And they explore, they talk about their queerness a fair amount, but it's not, I guess there isn't sort of the like showboating of it that sometimes happens. And that idea of suffering, not only because you're an artist or because you've had a rough life, but also because they are two queer men was so moving. And so, oh my God, so thoughtfully done. And this is just like, it's so incredible. And there are so many little facets of it, uh, like the Dean having to do sex work that like mm-hmm. in his, in his formative years to feed Sam. And that was like, I don't know if that's Canon or not. Actually. Uh, mm-hmm. I did research it the other day and it's like hinted at in Canon. Um, mm-hmm. But it's really yeah. a fan and idea. You will see this time and time again. in uh, Desi Elphick is that, you know, Dean resorted to sex work. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with sex work, but when you're underage and doing it, there's, you know, that's not good. And when you're coerced into doing it in some capacity, be mm-hmm. it by circumstance or actual like actual physical coercion, like that is a different beast than consensual sex. Work. Yes. Okay. Uh, and so just like, you know, reading and his poems about that. Oh my God. Gave Ugh. me pause in the mm-hmm. best, not like in the best way, but like just the, like, you know, like I said, I am a, a sit down and read something in one sitting kind of person. And there were times where I literally had to set my phone down and just process and digest what I had just read and like reflect. Mm-hmm. And this is, 
it's so incredibly profound, just the entire fic. And, you know, I want to scream about it from the rooftops. And I do frequently. Good. <laughs> yes. Thank you for sharing. Oh, my gosh. I... Frankly, we're happy to give you a platform to scream about this fic from the <laughs> rooftops. True. That's really what this this uh, episode was about, was like, give Burke a platform to scream about whatever fic they choose. <laughs> I, I, so I don't take notes, um, as was evidenced. <laughs> but I, uh, I, did, I do like to get clips sometimes of like language or like passages that are just like floor me and I need to like talk about it. So I'm going to read two um, that I got from this because they were just incredible to me. So the first one is a moment where Dean is uh, outside in the parking lot. He's just gotten out of class and something has clicked inside of him. And he's like, he feels at peace with like nature and stuff like that. And so here, just him and baby and the wind, but it didn't feel lonely like it usually did. Alone, yes, but not lonely. Alone like there's enough room for the self to expand to its full breadth and height. Like the thing that makes you you inside is actually monstrous in size. Multi-headed and many-eyed. Sharp and soft in equal measure. And only during times like this can it stretch its wings. And it feels good. You breathe deep. You expand. And it feels good. I feel like I have that every now and then where like you're just every like you feel right. Like, you know, sometimes as someone who's, you know, has mental illness and like struggles with insecurity and all that kind of stuff, you know, you kind of wade through the world with like a filter and you're like, okay, yeah, I don't always feel at home in my body or I don't always feel like I'm the most healthy in like mentally, but that's okay. That's just, you know, I'm working on it. And there's just some moments in life where like it clicks and it feels like, no, I am right. This is, I'm exactly who I'm meant to be. And like, you feel like your autonomy, my therapist would say, your autonomy really like expand and you feel at one with the universe. And to have a fanfic mention that where I have, I've never seen like talk of that moment. And then right after, like, and it's so brief too. He's literally standing outside next to his car. And then Castile like comes and drops a ton of papers and the moment it's gone. And he like tries to recapture it and isn't able to. And I was like, that is so fucking deep and so human like to have that moment where it all clicks and then to not be able to reaccess it immediately ah i it was disarming i loved it and then the last the second one is literally at the very end dean has given his poetry to cast to read and has made the revelation that he's jack allen and it's the moment like where they're like what's going to happen that moment of like possibility he allowed the moment to stretch, hang over them, letting it sit in an unmoment between what was and what could be. I mean, come on. Come on. An unmoment between what was and what could be. Ah. Oh. Chef's kiss. Oh my god. Alan, Beautiful. I could watch you and listen to you like just read these passages and then scream about them for the rest of the afternoon, honestly. Maybe we'll do a spin-off. Yeah. Second episode. Uh, I mean, obviously, I agree. I like it is so stunningly well written that it's just kind of stupefying. Like, I almost regret binging it in one evening because mm. I had I knew I had to get it done, and I had a timeline <laughs> because I was like, <laughs> I gotta read this before we record. But I feel like I didn't give it the space that I needed to really like. I was doing the thing where it's like you kind of skip a paragraph here or there because you just aren't mm. getting through it. And I, I look forward to revisiting it and really sort of basking in the prose and basking in the, the poetry of it because it is poetry unto itself. Like the fic itself may be a prosaic thing, but there is just a, so like such deep lyricism 
and poetry to the to the writing that There's, really yeah. is evocative of what it's trying to get at here about artistry and what that means and yeah it's just stunning there's a rhythm there's there's like imagery it like it nails it so well it's a piece that like demands to be experienced rather than just something you can read like with like 80 percent of your mind like it like demands to be experienced and i it was so good i was not prepared to cry as much as i as i did that <laughs> night but man was i a better person for it yeah it's it has i don't want to say like an unassuming premise but you sit down and you read this and you're like oh this is going to be kind of like not fluffy but like it'll be a fun read and it is yeah. a fun read but you will question yourself at the end of it. Mm -hmm. And like, so I was an English student. And so I studied Ooh. English literature in college. And I think that's another part of why I like this particular fix so much. And I, you know, naturally I studied poetry. I was never a big fan of it. I just kind of thought it was pretentious and, and self-serving. And, you know, like, sure, there's, there's an art and a beauty in saying things in this flowery way. But why can't I just say what I mean, you know? And so I just, I don't know, never found any poetry that I was like particularly, you know, jiving with. But after reading this, I was like, oh, oh, so there is an inherent beauty in the way that we describe things. And like there is a eloquent and just wonderful way that we can articulate our thoughts to the universe. And so I started attempting to, you know, write out my own thoughts and feelings more similarly in like a, a poetic way as opposed to just, you know, getting them out. And that's been really beneficial for me and to the point where the folks that follow me are like, so when are you dropping that poetry book? And I'm like, yeah. It's a great question. When are you dropping that, <laughs> that poetry book? Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you heard it here on the Fick List first. The, the release date is? <laughs> Time. Um, but yeah, it's just like the way that, and like there have been several fanfics throughout the course of my fandom career that have completely changed the way that I look at a certain thing. Mm -hmm. and this was definitely one of those yeah absolutely phenomenal this really brought me back for me poetry has always been somewhat inaccessible as well until i found mary oliver mm. and so i read a lot of mary oliver while we were sitting with my nana in hospice <laughs> and so mm. the scene where dean oh. is with karen in the hospital during chemo and she like gives him like a play to read that resonates with him for the first time and you know it is about a woman who's like dying of cancer and he has to like reckon with that <laughs> oh, i wasn't prepared emotionally for what <laughs> that would do to me <laughs> because he, he writes his first poem after that and uh -huh. i was rereading the fic today and i literally just read that part and uh you know i've been reckoning with the idea of death recently mm -hmm. uh mm. and so that was like not a gentle brick to the face but not like a hard brick to the face you know it was like mm. abrupt but not like in an ouchy kind of way if that makes any yeah. sense yeah it was just like an oh kind of kind of moment for me um god it's just this fic is so good i agree <sighs> and i think that there's something to be said too uh, i think this is going to be a fic that is so rereadable mm -hmm. because i feel like if you read this in like two years, you'll find something new to latch on to. It's such a deeply human like story that like some different facet of it is going to like strike at what you're feeling or what you're going to through at that moment. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. It was okay. Oh my God. <laughs> Great. Like Thank it. you for breaking the tension, Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I'm here for. It's what I'm paid yep. the big bucks for. 
a lot of people assume that it's my favorite fic with how often I talk about it. It's still not my favorite. It's my second favorite. Um, if that tells you anything about the work being done in the Supernatural fandom. Wow. Wow. Oh, I'm going to need you to, to send us the first one because I want to know. Absolutely. I can do that. No problem. Next collab episode. That's what we'll do. Oh, my God. Exciting. This one's a, a tattoo shop at you. So. <gasps> no. Oh, yes. Burke. 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 <laughs> what the fuck? I want to do a tattoo shop at you episode so fucking badly. Oh. <laughs> I've just given you your excuse. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Great. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to really fully lose my shit. <laughs> just I, then. Didn't, well, I mean. I like that we asked Burke to come on here, and then Burke was like, yeah, also, here, let me change your lives forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should have known, honestly. We should have known that that's what was going to happen. Alan, do you dare rate this Vic? I mean, it's going to be a five. How can Duh. you go any lower on that? Yeah. Wait, you can't. I mean, obviously, this is a five. Duh. <laughs> it is done? Yep. Congratulations. <laughs> the double five. It's fabled, but it has never Unfortunately, happened. Alan, you have to step down a step on the podium because Burke won this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's why I did say like, well, let's hang on. We've got more to talk about. Because I knew it was coming, but yeah. oh, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not a competition, but holy shit. I did win, you know. <laughs> I did win. <laughs> if it was. Yep. Uh, wow. Well then, team. Yeah. We did it. Ending a reasonable hour and a half. Look at that. So reasonable. So manageable. So good. I'm looking forward to editing this episode, also because I'm looking forward to re-listening to this episode. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not editing this yeah. one. It's going to be lengthy, but it'll be fine. Any final thoughts, team, before we do our usual spiel of where people can find us and then find some way to wrap this up? I just want to I want to thank you Burke for coming on and like again mm-hmm. I was not super familiar with your work but I'm definitely you've gained a follower you've gained a fan <laughs> <laughs> um I'm yeah you you're you're delightful this was wonderful thank you so much oh my god thank you this is so great I love this <laughs> see I like I get to do stuff like like podcasts and just what have you not like super often but semi-often I just I think that people assume that I won't see uh and so I like, I will see people like, like, uh, talking about it in the comments, like, oh, I would really love to do this, but there's no way she would ever see it. And I'm like, I check my notifications, guys. I see everything. So what I'm gathering is if you want Burke on your media uh, project, shoot your shot. Yeah. Truly. I mean, that's what I did. Let's be real. That's yeah, 100% what I did. <laughs> I got a text message from Erin when I, and she was like, I'm going to send this ask out. I hope that's okay. And I was like, yeah, that sounds fine. And then, like, 30 minutes later, she was like, okay, <laughs> Burke's on board. And I was like, oh, my God. That was yep. so fast. Yep. There was some screaming involved. I felt like I was reaching out to a celebrity, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I was like, she's never going to see this. Like, they're never going to say yes to this. Like, this is a long shot. And then it was, like, half an hour later, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and Caitlin lost her goddamn mind. So. It, truly. <laughs> yeah. So this has been really, really wonderful. And I hope i hope you have fun <laughs> absolutely i love being able to talk about fanfic in this capacity because uh, mm. it is it's literature um yep. mm-hmm. and that's like i don't ever really get to talk about that because people are too busy asking me about slick um <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. I just want to be like, hey, guys, I know other things. You know, like I can talk about the, the validity of fan fiction as, uh, you know, an accessible means of storytelling or just as the validity of it as, as literature. And I can talk about mm-hmm. like the nitty gritty stuff about it. Like, let's talk about social X and just like fandom. And they're like, no, this looks like flick. Talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and you put on your little jester hat. Like, and I do my miserable it. little jig. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, we are happy to give you the opportunity to talk about fan fiction from Please, an academic and serious-ish perspective. Truly, anytime you want to just come on by. Oh, um, man. Because that's like what we hope to do, like to an extent. I think we come at it from perhaps a less academic perspective, maybe, kind of, you could argue. Yeah, like I didn't study English in college. Yeah, I did, but not well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we do try to give it the weight it deserves. And I think Alan and I have talked about this before, where like, I consider fan fiction folk storytelling. Yeah. And absolutely. it is in the long and like incredibly important tradition of like folk history. Like it is, it has a place to be talked about with respect. And yeah, there can be moments of like, this is silly, or this is fun, or this is overtly sexual. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's value to that. And like, I, I refuse to discount it on those grounds. I just refuse. <laughs> so you've, you've made friends in us. <laughs> it's so true. And uh, yeah, looking forward to ice cream in a couple weeks. Yes. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Incredible. You can help Bird- me face my nemesis once again. I'm so <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> we didn't even talk about that. Oh, God, we didn't. Yeah. Do you want to? I guess that to? just mean, means you got to come back. <laughs> I think that's the way to handle this. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Just know that it happened. And if you want to, you can follow Burke on... Dun, 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 dun. Plug all your social medias. <laughs> okay. Hi. So um, I'm Icarus Pendragon all over the internet, which would be Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, t- TikTok. That's the other one. That's, a, that's my biggest one, actually. I don't know why I forgot that one. <laughs> Yeah, TikTok is where you can learn all about the Misha Apocalypse 2.0. Watch that whole saga. Yeah. It's crazy how I just woke up one day and I said, Misha Collins is my arch nemesis. And he was like, yeah, I'm your arch nemesis. <laughs> my God. Oh, Amazing. Love him. I don't know that that would work if I did it with like Hale Appleman. <laughs> you can think... try. It's wor- Listen, it's worth a shot. Yeah, look at, look at me. I know. I was going to say, this is the success story <laughs> right here. You shot Fair. your shot and we got Burke. All right. Fair. I'm hyped now. <laughs> well, everyone, if you found us here, then you know how to find us. So <laughs> oh, follow great. us on social media. <laughs> Just kidding. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, The Huge. Alan, do you want to do the spiel or do you, should I keep going? Oh, sure. It sounds like you really don't want to, so I can yeah. do it. <laughs> great. Uh, yep. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, um, Audible even somehow. Um, we are on social media at, at FitList on Twitter. We have a Tumblr that is run by the inimitable uh, Caitlin. Thank you so much. Our third uh, Ficklist team member. Uh, that is ficklist.tumblr.com. The Ficklist? Yes, the ficklistpodcast.tumblr.com. Okay, I, I'm not, I don't do this usually. <laughs> so um, don't look for us on Facebook. That's defunct. Um, you can go to our Instagram, uh, search yep. the Ficklist. Um, and that's where Aaron posts uh, reposts of the Tiki Talkies. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, we're on the Tiki Talkies. Um, at the Fick List. And Aaron yep. has been doing a w- wonderful job on harvesting that. Thanks so much. Cultivating. Thank you. That's a better Cultivating. word. Cultivating. Yep. Uh, I wasn't going to question it. <laughs> the, I did. <laughs> uh, the other fun thing that we will get into in our next episode, this is a little teaser, is that um, we also are now a tag on AO3. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> yeah. 
perk. I almost like shit my pants. It was the greatest day of my life. Um, <laughs> well, I know that feeling so well because when I realized that like I am a fandom tag on a other me, yeah. I'm like my little self. Oh. Incredible. Oh. I was like, hello, I'm stuck. <laughs> people like people writing fanfic about me will never not be bonkers but like in the best way like somebody wrote a fanfic yeah. of me and uh castiel getting stuck in an elevator together oh and we just hang out my god i'm on board with that so That's hardcore amazing and they made it. me a playlist to go along with that <gasps> fanfic and it's like they wrote me a letter and sent it to my p.o box and it was like oh a seven page gosh. letter with like all these drawings of me and they were like i'm so sorry you know i'm in high school so i don't have any money to send you anything for your birthday <laughs> but let me instead write you this incredibly cute fanfic and curate you a spotify playlist and draw you as an angel with six wings oh my gosh people I, people are amazing i love fandom so i much. do too I know. So great. Oh my God. um yeah so at ne- next time, when we're not at an hour and 40 minutes, we will talk about <laughs> the joy that is being a fandom tag on AO3, because woo, it's our first time. <laughs> we're new to it. It's um, our first time. Yeah. Wow. Well done, team. This was great. Burke, we love you. <laughs> love y'all. This is fun. Have a good rest of your day. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs>